Hello, everybody. This is Gerald Salenti, and we're honored again to have with us a man of men on this November 29th, 2023, Judge Andrew Napolitano. And uh, by the way, Judge, today's my birthday. Oh, I was just going to announce that. I was going to make sure everybody watching now knew why you're so smiley and happy faced uh, today. I won't say what birthday it is. I know. I'll let you say that if you want. 77, 77, (laughs) Sunset Strip. I'm I'm four years behind you. (laughs) Boy, as all us older cats say, man, glad we grew up when we did rather than now. It was a whole different whole different America. Yeah, there was terrible things going on, but at least you were free to be who you wanted to be. And you had a, you know, they weren't watching over everything that you were doing, didn't know where you were going. But now, as you write in your article, hey, Mike Johnson, is the Constitution, it's the Constitution you're trashing. The right to privacy, to be left alone, to engage in personal behavior and communications, immune from government regulation or surveillance, to be yourself is a fundamental human right, you watch, you write, that we all exercise every day. It is also a constitutional right since it is expressly protected by the Fourth Amendment and has been expressly recognized and upheld by state and federal courts consistently for the past 60 years. But no more. Until uh, George W. Bush and Dick Cheney came along post 9-11 and persuaded the Congress, it was a Republican Congress, so the Senate was Democratic, Republican House at the time, um, to enact the... Uh, Patriot Act and to enact amendments to the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act. The one I'm writing about here, this will scandalize people to know that this is a law, suspends the Fourth Amendment protections for a class of persons. Now, the Fourth Amendment doesn't protect just Americans. It protects persons, good persons, bad persons, Americans, non-Americans, people the government likes, those that do what the government tells them to do, and people the government hates those that resist and challenge the government. But the Congress has suspended the Fourth Amendment for foreign persons communicating from outside the United States into the United States, foreign people in the U.S. communicating to foreigners outside, foreign people inside the U.S. communicating to each other, and foreign people communicating to Americans. So if you're an American talking to a foreign person, For the purpose of that communication, your Fourth Amendment rights have been suspended. What does that mean? That means the government can engage in surveillance without suspicion, without probable cause, without a search warrant. That's the law. That law known as Section 702 of the FISA Act, Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act, expires on December 31st of this year, a month from now. And it is up for renewal. (laughs) And Mike Johnson, the Speaker of the House of Representatives, when he was Congressman Johnson, voted against its extension five years ago, spoke against its extension five years ago, and said, as Congressman Johnson, there should be an up or down vote on this because the majority of the the House is against it. Ah, but as Speaker Johnson, 
He's in favor of extending it and will not permit an up or down vote. They're going to take this and bury it in the NDAA. What's the NDAA? The National Defense Authorization Act, basically the appropriations for the Defense Department. So nobody is going to vote against funding the Defense Department yeah. in order to oppose this thing. And we'll never know who opposed it because they buried it in the middle of this thousand page, thousand page piece of legislation. That's the government today. That's the Republican leadership in the House of Representatives today, trashing the Constitution. Well, they're all trashing and it. it's one after another. They're, they're all, again, you, you mentioned that this happened under Bush administration and, and uh, Dick Cheney. You know, with this this whole 9-11 baloney. And and again, look at all look at look at the great success they've had since 9-11 in in uh in all their spying. Look at the great accomplishments they've achieved. How about absolutely nothing? Yet it costs well, trillions of dollars and robs us of our freedom. They will claim that they have kept us safe. That's like saying <laughs> the reason you slept well last night is because the dog didn't bark. And the reason the dog didn't bark is I trained it not to bark. That's absurd, and it's not provable. For a while, uh, the FBI um, was engaged in these uh, setups where they find some sort of a disaffected Muslim young man, and they approach him in some facility, and they ingratiate themselves with him, and they say, hey, uh, I can sell you powder to blow up a subway, yeah. and he goes yeah. to press the button. I remember that. It's really yeah. flour. And then they say, look how we saved you, and all of our surveillance saved you. They made the whole thing up. Yep. We, haven't seen, we haven't seen too much uh, of that lately because the FBI has gotten more sophisticated. So not only uh, do they uh, take advantage of the Fourth Amendment being um, suspended for foreigners, they may very well induce a phone call to you or me or any unsuspecting American as to whom there's no probable cause of crime from a foreign person. And that communication legally can be surveilled. Ah, and it doesn't end there. They will go to foreign social media digital companies, even those located in the U.S., Facebook, and buy data of foreign persons and mine the data <laughs> to see if they've communicated with Americans. There is no end to what the government will go through to insinuate itself into our private lives. Thank you, Mike Johnson. And again, you know, it's you, you right here. Question. Can Congress modify a constitutional requirement? Answer, no. If it could, the Constitution would no longer be the supreme law of the land, but rather a facade subject to prevailing political winds. And that's exactly what it's become. Unfortunately, what you say is true. I mean, you're talking here about, you know, the Fourth Amendment. How about the First Amendment? We could start from the number one and go all the way through. Freedom of speech. I mean, they've robbed us of everything. You know, this is very sad what's going on. And if the people don't unite against this, and unfortunately, there's nobody running for president that I that I see that could change any of this. No. You see where our libertarian friends, uh, the Cokes, have endorsed Nikki Haley. Yep. I mean, she's 
She's Lindsey Graham in high heels, for gosh sakes. She's already called for bombing Tehran. Oh, and on the First Amendment, she wants to make it a crime for you to use an anonymous um, name uh, on your internet, uh, on your communications. So if you were Gerald from Kingston, you'd be violating federal law because you didn't say who you truly are. I guess she forgot that the Supreme Court ruled unanimously that anonymous speech is protected by the First Amendment. Again, you mentioned, a, was it Coach? Coach, you say it? Coax. Coax. It's K-O-C-H. Back right. group endorses Halley in Republican primary. The support of Americans for prosperity action, a well-funded group of nearly $75 million on hand at the end of June. And it goes on to say, this is a story from the Financial Times, 75 million bucks, right? And then we got this one over here. Home Depot billionaire to fund Trump, even a former president, is convicted. And this is this guy, Bernie Marcus, who one of the founders of Home Depot. Isn't that interesting? Because uh, Langone, his partner, hates Trump and, and is intimating he's going to join the Kochs to fund uh, Nikki Haley. And they're talking, this guy, they gave nearly $25 million in the 2020 elections, according to Open Secrets. I'm mentioning this. <laughs> the guy's worth, by the way, $8.8 billion. <clears throat> Says chunk change in, in the reality when you're worth that kind of money. Uh, but just think of this you got no money, you got no presidency. <clears throat> this is America. Millions and millions and millions and millions from the billionaires. Millions and millions from the billionaires. You want to run for office? Screw you. You're a nobody. You're not a you, you you don't suck up to the corporations. You're not in charge of nothing. That's America. This is the country that goes slaughters people all over the world in the name of freedom and democracy. While you're talking about how they spy on us, how they how you you can't run for office. Forget about president all the way down to mayor, a councilman. You don't have any money. You can't run. Well, that's what our society has become, and it gets worse and worse with every uh, with every tick of the clock. Yep. And talking um, about worse and worse with every tick of the clock, what's going on over there in uh, in Gaza? With the, and it is genocide by definition what they're committing. And by the way, you know, people they don't they call me you know an anti semite. I hate Jews which is so stupid. My best friends are Jews and said three of my last four girlfriends were Jewish. And number two, they're not Semites. They're, they're Ashkenazis from uh, Ashkenazi Jews from Eastern Europe that are running uh, uh, Israel and the Palestinians are Semites. So here, as both Italian Americans, if we hated Mussolini, would that make us anti-Italian? Crazy. <laughs> If you hated Hitler, are you anti-Germans? Yeah. Yesterday. No, but you could hate a murderous, arrogant guy like Netanyahu that's slaughtering people. Was it over 15,000 now? Yes. 15,000. 
half of them almost are children, and you're called an anti-Semite because you hate the murderer. But if you hate Mussolini, if you hate Hitler, you're not anti-Italian or anti-German, uh, uh, but you're an anti, you hate Jews if you hate what Netanyahu is doing. Well, that's because- mainstream media keeps selling it over and over and over again. Palestinians don't count. Here's the front page of yesterday's New York Times. Big picture here. See it? Gal Goldstein, among 11, was among the Israeli hostages freed over the weekend. A deal calls for more exchange and more Gaza aid. Not a word about the Palestinians that are not hostages. What are they? Oh, well, according to the mainstream media, they're prisoners. What, why, why are the 3,000 Palestinians, some of them as young as five years old, five, in Israeli jails called prisoners, but the 220 um, Israelis held by Hamas called hostages because of the Israeli PR machine? Yep. I'll give you an example of that machine. Yesterday in the House of Representatives, there was a vote, 428 to 1. The vote was to equate, it's a non-binding resolution, but here's the vote, to equate opposition to the Netanyahu regime with anti-Semitism. Every single member of the House that voted, voted for it, except for the great Thomas Massey, who has the courage of a tiger and the intellectual honesty of Ron Paul, to say this is ridiculous. And then he proceeded to say all the reasons why he opposes the uh, Netanyahu government and how offensive it is to equate that with hatred of a a very religious group. It's absurd. But they have succeeded uh, with that. Uh, And that's what terrifies the members of the House. It didn't terrify uh, Congressman Massey, but it uh, it terrified all the others. Again, and they they don't show the... They don't show the Palestinian people and children being released. No. Well, one of the reasons they don't show it is because the Palestinian or the Israeli minister of culture, Ben Gavir, uh, the most fanatical monster uh, in uh, Netanyahu's cabinet, he makes Netanyahu seem moderate by comparison, has ordered the uh, IDF to arrest Palestinians who celebrate and express joy at the return of their loved ones. So joy is now a crime in Gaza, according to this guy, Ben Gavir. I I don't believe this is lawful, but he apparently has the authority to do this. Again, an article from the Financial Times. Relatives tell of captives Hamas ordeal. Catastrophic rooms, lowered voices, rice rations, and threats. A picture is emerging of the discomfort and distress of life in the hands of Hamas after the Palestinian militant group began releasing women and children as part of a temporary truce deal with Israel. Financial Times. Nothing about the horrible prison conditions of the Palestinians in there for months and years. 
And again, brought up on no charges at all that they've arrested. Right. right? Some, some of them were actually born in, in uh, jails because their mothers were pregnant uh, at the time they were seized, charged with no crime, appeared before no judge, just locked up because of their uh, ethnicity and where they were physically located at the time the police decided to uh, arrest them. And again, this is why, by the way, you subscribe to the Trends Journal magazine, because we give you the facts. Nobody pays us off. We don't have any advertisers. We don't get any donations from the, the bigs. We don't, nobody tells us what to do. So you go to trendsjournal.com because here's what nobody else is reporting either. This is from Al Jazeera. Israel arrests almost as many Palestinians as it has released during truce. This is yesterday. Israel has persisted with arresting dozens of Palestinians in the occupied West Bank and East Jerusalem as it conducts a prisoner release with Hamas, the Gaza-based armed group. For the first four, it goes on to say, over the same four days, Israel arrested at least 133 Palestinians from East Jerusalem and the West Bank. Wow. They've arrested another 133 after they've let go of what they've had. And what have they arrested for? Being Palestinian and being in the West Bank, which is part of Palestine under the Palestinian Authority. Um, Mearsheimer points out that there is a hot war going on in the West Bank because the Israeli government has purchased weapons from United States weapons yeah. manufacturers, yep. weapons that are illegal for Americans to own, machine guns. One pull of the trigger and all the rounds come out. That is illegal to own in the U.S. And given out 28,000 of them to the Israeli set illegal settlers on Palestinian land. Isn't that a nice name, settlers? Yeah. They're invaders. Invaders. Well, by the way, that, that, that sale could not have happened without approval from the State Department, the Commerce Department, and the Treasury Department. Joe Biden's State Commerce and Treasury, all three of which obviously approved. You know, Judge, there's a lot of information coming out. And I remember when the uh, October 7th, when Hamas launched that deadly attack, which, of course, we're totally opposed. The there was a lot of Phil Giraldi among them said that Israel has the top intelligence in, in, the, in the world. And they probably knew this was happening. And then in that same day, right after there were reports that came out that both Egypt and the United States had warned Israel that this was going to happen. And there's more and more information coming out saying that they ignored the, the reports coming out that Hamas was going to attack. Well, the Financial Times has uh, reported uh, that a half dozen female uh, tank drivers tank operators in the IDF uh, actually observed Hamas activity, extraordinary Hamas activity uh, in the days preceding October 7th, reported it up the chain of command and their superiors 
discounted it. Uh, the Telegram uh, reported uh, yesterday uh, that these military-style exercises that Hamas perpetrated on October 7th, they've been practicing since 2020. <laughs> now, Phil is right that the Mossad has had a reputation as the best and most efficient, also the most ruthless, uh, intelligence organization on the planet, better than the British MI6, better than the American CIA. But they were either caught flat-footed or uh, their civilian uh, bosses, Netanyahu and company, didn't take any of this seriously. We know the Egyptians warned them they didn't take it uh, seriously. Uh, what does this mean? I guess this means the end of Netanyahu. I, I, I don't know who would replace him, but somebody of like mind, probably not as much of a monster as he is, but um, uh, Mearsheimer calls him a dead man walking politically uh, because all this has, uh, has come out. I see it differently. I see that I believe that Netanyahu knew it. And one of my lines is when all else fails, they take you to war. Nobody talks anymore about the 39 weeks of major protests that were going on in Israel because of Netanyahu's Judicial Reform Act. That were about to topple his government. They called it a civil war. Not my language, their language. The president of Israel called it a civil war. Isaac Herzog. Correct. Until it BB United, everybody. There was a war going on. They were going to overthrow the government. There were week, 39 weeks of major protests. Totally forgotten. Totally forgotten. So I believe Netanyahu knew it. And he wanted it to happen. They do it all the time. Again, you've talked that we've both talked about what happened uh, following the Great Depression, World War II. What followed the dot-com bust, the war on terror. So that's the way I see it. Well, you know, um, Netanyahu likes to compare himself to FDR. FDR surely knew that uh, Pearl Harbor was going to happen, and he allowed 2,700 young sailors to be sitting ducks and and murdered on December 7th, 1941. So it would flip American public opinion. It flipped it almost exactly. It was 80% against entering World War II on December 7th. On December 9th, it was 80% in favor of entering World War II. So he, he succeeded. Yep. Uh, one of the greatest acts of mass murder uh, in history. And did George W. know about 9-11? Well, the Israelis know about 9-11. They were celebrating in Jersey City across the Hudson River, filming the destruction of the World Trade Towers as it was happening. And who were they? Mossad. Yep, that's it. And people believe what they're being fed. So, Judge, thank you for being on. And everybody, please do what you can to support peace because it's going to be hell on earth. I... I I don't think Netanyahu's going anywhere. I think he's just going to keep ramping up war. And, and I think he's going to, they're, they're bombing. Oh, by the way, they're bombing. They club doesn't make the American news. They bombed Damascus airport last week and closed it down. 
in right. but what 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 if who what right does Israel have to bomb the Damascus airport? None. None. I mean, Netanyahu, Netanyahu is overplaying his hand. He's going to he's going to draw in regional powers there that will uh, crush his government uh, and and kill Israeli uh, civilians because of the uh, monstrous maniacal way uh, in which he is engaged in the genocide of the Palestinian people. I think he'll he'd kill everybody rather than leave office. He will do anything he can. Look how many years this guy's been in and out of office. He's a maniac. And to me, he's going to do something that's going to expand this war and, and, and the people rally around it. Oh, by the way, we didn't mention the Ukraine war. I guess it's over now, huh? Well, let's see. There's a public dispute between the commanding general and the president of Ukraine. They don't speak with each other. The president has canceled uh, elections. Uh, the legislature has enacted a draft of everybody, both genders, age 17 to age 70. Huh. The United States has said, <laughs> you and I just made it. <laughs> and the United States has said, uh, we got to cut back what we're sending you because BB needs it. Yep. Do they really think this war, they really think they can still beat the Russians? Oh, and the Russians are on the uh, outskirts of Kiev. How much worse can it get? Yep. And that's my other thing. You watch. They're going to do something. They, they're going to do like bomb a, a nuclear power plant, the Ukrainians. They're going to get back in the news, do something big in Moscow. They're going, they're not going to go down. They're going to try to fight to the end to get more money. And the moronic people will rally around them, just like, you know, like you said, what happened with Pearl Harbor, how, the, how it changed so quickly. These are maniacs in charge, and they'll do anything to stay in charge, is the way I see it. I, I agree with you. And Netanyahu knows he stays as prime minister as long as the war goes on. But when the That's war right. is over, the long knives are out. So yep. that war will go on and on and on yep. as best he can do it. Uh, well, Judge, <laughs> thank I you. I can't believe our time is up already. It seems like we started two minutes ago. <laughs> well, I mean, it's so sad what we have to talk about. And, uh, and again, it's up to the people. You know, Massey would be the perfect guy to be president. I don't see anybody better than him. Oh, uh, Massey would be fabulous. Fabulous. Yeah. Thank you, Judge. We'll see okay, you. Okay. Thank week. you, Gerald. All the best. See you next week. Bye bye.